Can you imagine having cancer and living, say, in a rural area where there just is not any support? Um, and, and you may have a great family, you may have a great church, so I don't want to negate that kind of support. It's very important, but there's something special about being able to connect with other people in a similar circumstance. And there, there really is something about not feeling alone. You know, some of the uh, feelings that we're trying to help people manage are that constant state of overwhelm. I think when you have cancer, you can just go down a rabbit hole of, you know, everything in my life is cancer. Um, you feel a loss of control, a loss of health, and there's that unwanted aloneness. And some people say that even though my family and my church and my friend group are very supportive, they just don't quite understand, and I don't want to constantly burden them. You're listening to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. Join Michael Holtz and his guests for conversations about all things ORAU. They'll talk about ORAU storied history, our impact on an ever-changing world, our innovative scientific and technical solutions for our customers, and our commitment to the communities where we do business. Welcome to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. Welcome to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. As ever, I am your host, Michael Holtz, in the Communications and Marketing Department at ORAU. In this episode, I am joined by my co-host, Matthew Underwood, who is a relatively new member of the Communications and Marketing team. Matthew, it's good to have you here. Yeah, it's good to be here, Michael. You know, it's like you said, I'm fairly new and this is my first podcast. So this is a new realm for me, but I'm excited to, you know, sit down and have this conversation with you and our guests as well. Absolutely. I'm I'm excited that you're here and I'm excited. We're doing a bunch of um, work, you and I, in the cancer space around some content for our website and this podcast and social media. So having you be part of this conversation is awesome because we are talking about cancer. And um, our guest this episode is my friend, um, Beth Hamill, who is the executive director of the Cancer Support Community of East Tennessee. And um, I have been a member of the Cancer Support Community. I was on the board. I am currently in the communications committee. Um, so Beth and I have have been together in various forms for a while now. And Beth, I am so glad that you're here to have this conversation with us today. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Michael, for having me. I am always happy to talk with you. I'm glad to meet Matthew and happy to talk about the cancer support community and share what we do with our wonderful community that we live in. So you're the executive director of the cancer support community of East Tennessee. Talk, um, you know, who are you? How did you get to the cancer support community? And then we're going to talk about all the amazing things that CSCET does for our community. Right. Well, prior to my uh, journey at the cancer support community, I was with Leadership Knoxville, where I was able to lead the flagship program and the facilitations and really get connected into the community. And when this job opened up, a friend of mine said, Beth, you ought to consider this. And I didn't for, for three months. I just said, no, I'm happy where I am. And then a lot of things just sort of serendipit serendipitously happened. Um, my family. I had a lot of cancer in my family. And then my best friend got cancer. Mm. And that really changed me because her husband would call me 
And I thought, why is Richard calling me? Donna's the one with cancer. And so then I realized how deeply cancer affected everyone in the family. And for some reason, even though I had a lot of cancer in my family, I just quite hadn't connected it that way. And so then I called up the search committee and said, hey, have you hired someone? I may be interested. And there you go. Here you are. And how long have you been in the role, Beth? 15 years. 15 years. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And what an amazing 15 years it's been. And I've been, I know I've been around for a lot of that. So um, it's been um, quite incredible. And again, the cancer support community of East Tennessee does amazing things. And I can't wait to unpack kind of all of what that encompasses. So just from a sort of 30,000 foot Mm -hmm. view, Let's talk about what does the cancer support community of East Tennessee offer to cancer patients and their families? Okay. Well, first of all, Michael, we are 33 years old and we provide all of our programs at no charge, which I think is really important. So we provide support and education to everyone impacted by a cancer diagnosis, which means the patient, their caregivers, family members, and even their children. All of our programs are led by professionals and are complementary to medical treatment. And I like to say, Michael, you've heard me say this before, but community is the most important word in our name. So why we will give people a lot of tips, a lot of tools, a lot of information, it's really the connections that they make with other people that are so important. And that fits our vision that no one has to face cancer alone. It's amazing. It really is. And some of the ways that the cancer support community builds that community is through programs like art therapy and music therapy. And I know you lead a knitting knitting okay. group and there are yoga classes and other physical activity and meditation. And I mean, the list kind of goes on and on and on plus support groups. I mean, just basic, you know, bring people who are experiencing cancer and their caregivers in a separate group, like together to talk about where they are and what's going on. So um, you've cancer support community fosters community in a lot of ways. Right. And we, interestingly, also the education programs, I think are really important. Mm -hmm. And they're a way for people to experience us in a little bit more of an education. If someone's not ready for a support group yet, or they, you know, education is a really good opportunity to join us. And I thought I might highlight a couple of the upcoming programs so people can get a taste of what some of those education programs are. For example, we're going to be having Ask the Pharmacist Drug Side Effects and Interactions. So we'll be having a pharmacists come in and really help people understand all that the the chemo drugs and whatnot do to their body and how to understand side effects, manage them. We're going to have a mindfulness series, as you mentioned, and we have a psychologist who has 30 years leading mindfulness who will be leading that program. We have a radiation oncologist coming in to do Ask the Doctor Prostate Cancer. Um, So that's a more specific audience, but it will be a really educational program. We have oncology nutritionists who come in monthly and lead a variety of topics. And these are more general. Anyone facing cancer can benefit them. But then one of the ones coming up is nutrition tips for bone health. And then finally, we have a UT nursing professor coming in to lead a class on the truth about herbs and supplements. And people really have a lot of questions about how those 
um, work with your body and your treatment. So that'll be a real opportunity for people to get more information. It's really incredible. I mean, the, the, I know the calendar is always packed with great programs, you know, and, and support and just about anything, anything someone might need um, or have questions about during their journey, because, you know, as you said, you don't have to face cancer alone and you can get your questions answered and you can get them answered in, you know, kind of a low pressure environment. You know, it's not the medical office. It's not the, um, you know, it's not the doctor's office. It's, it, it's a place that kind of looks like home. Right. 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 The home-like um, atmosphere is something that we really value when we think the participants value. So when they come to a support group, they are sitting in a comfortable living room. The chairs are comfy. It just feels good. You kind of walk in and you just feel like you can take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. When they do nutrition, they're in a lovely kitchen. Um, and Michael, I guess we could kind of, this could be a segue to our new home on yeah, yeah. Drive. Let's talk about that. Right. So we are in our fourth home over 33 years, and we hope it's our forever home. It's located at 6204 Balm Drive, which is just off North Shore and very convenient to the Interstate 4075. This home has spacious rooms. It has brand new heating and air conditioning. We have indoor-outdoor space. Michael, we have a patio, so if people want to be outside, they can. Uh, We have upgraded technology, which means that people can come in person or they can participate virtually because we know some people who are immunocompromised are still nervous about being out in the world for whether it's COVID, the flu, a cold. Um, And so they can tune in online to many programs and it's just light and airy and comfortable. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful facility. And if you're in the Knoxville area, whether whether you're a cancer patient or connected to cancer or not, you need to come by and see this place. You just need to see it. It's spectacular. Yeah, we're really proud of it. And um, the members that are coming back just love it. Everyone says it feels great and it works well for all of our different programs. And you mentioned our programs before, and I just want to let you know, we do approximately 50 a month. So that's how many we have available. So not only do we do gentle exercise, but we have six different classes. So we have chair yoga and a more regular yoga class. And we have Tai Chi and we have a strength training and balance class. And like all of these are modifiable. You know, they're easy for people who are in treatment. They're still going to get a good workout, but it's going to be something they can manage. So uh, really want to let you know and your guests know the breadth of our programming. So for the ones that are listening, Beth, how do they, how can they find that calendar of things that are coming up and how they can get involved? Oh, that's a great question. So they can go to our website, which is cancer support ET for East Tennessee.org, and that will have a program calendar on it. They can just look online. They can also give us a call at 865-546-4661, and Renee can walk them through everything. They're welcome to stop by and take a tour. They're welcome to schedule a, a one-on-one appointment with one of our clinical staff. So as I mentioned before, we have very professional staff, but we have psychologists and licensed clinical social workers on staff who can sit down with someone, 
learn about what's going on with their cancer diagnosis, and then really try to help them figure out what will be helpful. Because not everything, you know, it's not a one size fits all. Everyone's journey is different. And that's why we offer such a wide range of programs. Um, speaking of programs, Beth, I know you mentioned virtual programming. Um, I was certainly around um, as a board member, you know, during the pandemic when really you had to flex programming from almost entirely in person to completely virtual and still try to keep the community going um, during the pandemic. Um, I'm assuming we learned a lot from that experience. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, you know, you mentioned there are folks who are immunocompromised that can't meet in person. So um, we're now, you know, offering hybrid, a lot of hybrid classes and programs. Correct. If you had asked me five years ago, would we have online programming? I would have laughed, Michael. I would have said, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> and then in a week, we had to do that famous word, pivot. Right. Uh, we got everything online that we could. And really, 90% of our program worked online. The only, only thing that really didn't translate were the social programs. But everything mm -hmm. else we were able to figure out through a little trial and error. Uh, and we have a little better equipment now. When we bought this house, we were able to upgrade our equipment. But I think we've we figured it out. And while in-person really, of course, is preferred, we think we do a pretty good job with the virtual component. And we really try hard to make people who are at home uh, feel like they're part of what's happening. They still get introduced and they still get to ask their questions and they still get to participate in the programming. And I also want to say that the ad advantage and the little silver lining, if you will, of the new technology was now people outside of Knoxville in the, you know, the immediate area can participate. So we are Cancer Support Community, East Tennessee. So we now have people that will, uh, you know, call in or Zoom in from Morristown or Crossville or Sweetwater. So places that might not have been able, you know, to participate because the drive would have been too long. So that's been yeah. a real benefit. That's awesome. Um, and let's talk more about sort of that, the East Tennessee component, because the office is in West Knoxville, of course, but I know that in just a week or so, you're launching a program in East Knoxville. Well, we are. We have been wanting to do this for years and we just needed to get through the pandemic and now we're in a place where we can offer it. But we are partnering with the Knoxville Area Urban League, which we're really excited about, to host what we're calling the East Knox Series at their location at 1514 East Fifth Avenue. And so this is going to be, um, we're just bringing cancer support community programs to East Knoxville to make it more convenient for people who live there. The topics will be similar. Some of the future topics are navigating insurance, managing side effects, nutrition, and exercise clinical trials. But we are having a kickoff on September 7th. So anyone interested in learning about this can come to the Urban League from 5.30 to 8 p.m. They can have a hamburger or a hot dog. They can check out our resources and learn more about the upcoming programs. And I'm happy to say that Deborah Sullivan will be co-facilitating with Tammy Norwood. And we're excited to have Tammy Norwood as an adjunct staff member uh, to be leading that effort. 
So be between, you know, the online classes and then also, you know, transforming some of this to East Tennessee as well, those two kind of avenues, how important is that to kind of extend the community and show the support to other areas that you haven't previously been able to reach in the past? Well, it's important. Can you imagine having cancer and living, say, in a rural area where there just is not any support? Um, and, and you may have a great family, you may have a great church, so I don't want to negate that kind of support. It's very important, but there's something special about being able to connect with other people in a similar circumstance. And there, there really is something about not feeling alone. You know, some of the uh, feelings that we're trying to help people manage are that constant state of overwhelm. I think when you have cancer, you can just go down a rabbit hole about, you know, everything in my life is cancer. Um, you feel a loss of control, a loss of health, and there's that unwanted aloneness. And some people say that even though my family and my church and my friend group are very supportive, they just don't quite understand. And I don't want to constantly burden them. It's mm -hmm. great to have other people um, to help me enjoy my life better, put some of that to the side, you know, live in the moment, um, have the best quality of life in spite of the challenges of cancer. Yeah, I think that's important. And, you know, even outside of, you know, the education programs that you talked about and all the guest speakers that kind of go to that, it's also that sense of community of having those people around you that are going through the same thing and can sympathize with you and, you know, kind of bring that community idea all the way back around to those that are aware of what you're going through. Right. There's something about the personal, the personal connection that is really um life-saving for some people. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd like to say we had a program the other evening. It was in-person only. We had 28 people come. And during the introductions, um, just the, what people said about how this has really been a lifesaver for them, how meaningful it is. One lady said she came kicking and screaming. She really didn't think a support group was for her, but she said it has made all the difference in the world and she is better able to manage the challenges of cancer and just live well in spite of it. And I think that's what we really want to help people do. It's amazing when I hear the stories of the people who are like, I went kicking and screaming and I didn't think this was for me. And but they they get there and they experience it. And you know, you, you talked about Deborah and you know the clinical staff. I mean, you there are people who, you know, the the professionals who help with that, but also just hearing from other cancer patients, other cancer survivors were going, you know, even if the cancer diagnosis is different, there are so many similarities in terms of where you are mentally and what's going, you know, and how do you manage side effects? And, you know, so there's, there's the, sh the sort of, here's how I'm dealing with Beth, you said the sense of overwhelm and the, the, you know, even the aloneness, but also, you know, I have blisters where the sun doesn't shine. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. What can I, what can mm -hmm. I do about that? Or, you know, the, you know, what are people using for neuropathy? And, you know, just kind of those best practice things of, you know, we're, we're not diagnosing necessarily, but patients are feeding off of each other. Of, this worked for me. And you might ask your doctor about this. And, you know, right. Right. Yeah. We always encourage people to check with their medical team because you're right. Absolutely. We are not medical. So that that's actually really good. But there are a lot of uh, 
tips people share and ways they deal with things that they share and um, whether it's emotional or physical, you know, absolutely. That is a big part of it. And again, like we've said several times, just having someone in a similar circumstance who understands that in itself is just a big relief. And so understood. you know, for folks who haven't been there, you know, often if you walk into a support group meeting, um, and I remember this from my own experience, like there is laughter. There is mm-hmm. lots of laughter about, you know, what those side effects are. And, you know, you, you're sort of, uh, you know, laughing in the face of death sometimes and laughing, you know, um, but you're going through hard stuff. And mm-hmm. to be able to find that silver lining and that sense of, you know, joy, even in the midst of that moment, that's a huge part of what happens in, you know, cancer support community, support groups and support programs is, you know, yeah, it's tough, but you can, because you're with people who get where you are, um, you can laugh and there are smiles and there are, you know, that's right. That, well, you know, good, even outside of, of, you know, just the joy that, you know, those support groups bring, you know, bringing in the outside activities too that people enjoy, you know, just to get their mind off things for a little while, whether it's, you know, joining the art class or doing the knitting, you know, just giving them an outlet to kind of get rid of some of those emotions and get their mind off it to enjoy something that they want to do around people that are going through what they are as well. Well, you've made an excellent point because I like to say that our writing, knitting, our music programs are take a break from cancer, right? right? And I like that you both said joy. So we're trying to cultivate joy. And we find that that does help people alleviate some of the suffering that they're experiencing. And so that's really a big part of our program. We have people that don't miss knitting, don't miss art. They just, that's something they look forward to. They love the people they're going to be with. They love having that um, moment of creativity, whether they're an artist or not, it's just, it's a magical moment. And um, it really is something uh, meaningful to them. Absolutely. Um, just, yeah. Art, art therapy will be forever one of my favorite programs ever. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, A, the first, the first time I walked into an art therapy class, I met one of my instant best friends, <laughs> you know, um, but, you know, it's just so much fun. And yeah, to escape and not, you know, I'm going to make funky earrings today and I'm not going to think about cancer. I'm going to be in a rock or whatever it is that the activity is, you know, I'm not going to think about cancer. I'm going to do something fun and, you know, create something or write something or whatever it is. It's, you know, play music or make noise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as the case right. So. It's very cathartic. It is, absolutely. So, Beth, we know, and we've we've mentioned it a couple of times, that patients, all of these programs and services are offered at no charge to cancer patients and their family members. Um, But obviously, they get paid for, right? So community community and corporate support is very important. Um, I am proud to say that ORU is a supporter of the cancer support community in East Tennessee, um, and many, many other people are. How important is that community and corporate support? Well, 
two things. One is it, I'll reiterate how important it is that our programs are at no charge. Cancer is expensive. Even if you have good insurance, you have high deductibles, you may not be able to work. So you may have a loss of income. Um, The statistics are pretty staggering for people who go into debt, use their savings up, even bankruptcy with, with a cancer diagnosis. So it's very important that we don't add additional stress by charging. So we must do our programming at no charge. Um, So fundraising is, I can't tell you how important we wouldn't be here if it weren't for our generous community and the people who want to see us provide these programs at no charge. So we, like every other nonprofit, we raise money through grants. We raise money through individual and corporate donations, but we also have events that we hope the community will support. And again, thank you to Ralph for supporting our upcoming fall luncheon. So can we talk about that, Michael? We can. Let's talk about the fall luncheon. Okay. Well, the fall luncheon is going to be on Wednesday, October 18th. We are hosting this at the Foundry on the Fair site. It is from 11 to 1. So the 11 o'clock is sort of the mix and mingle. You can have a mimosa if you want, and then you can view the auction items. So we have a really big auction, which I'll talk about in a second. And then at noon, everyone is seated for luncheon, and we always have a guest speaker or performer or author or you know, whatever. And this year we are having Danny Schmidt, who is a singer songwriter out of Nashville, and he is a testicular cancer survivor. And I've had the good pleasure to talk with him several times and listen to his music. And I know it's going to be outstanding. So I think people have come to expect a really good guest at our event, and this will not disappoint. So um, if people would like to come, yeah, tickets are $125 each, or we have sponsorship and table host options if you would like to um, get some advertising for your business or maybe invite more of your friends to come with you. And then in addition to this wonderful performance and lunch, they will get access to our fabulous auction. And I think we have the best auction in East Tennessee. We have all kinds of great auction items from a cabin in the Smokies to a lovely handbag uh, to all kinds of wonderful um, bourbon, restaurants, anything you could want, we're going to have it. Art, jewelry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great stuff. And I, I, I know I always leave with at least one item that I win the bid for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I have I have art in my office that I've won. I have there's a bottle of bourbon in my in my liquor cabinet that I've won mm-hmm. here. So there's literally is something for everyone in the auction, and it's beautiful. Um, and you can bid online and. Uh, that's right. So we we will start bidding, um, I think, the Sunday morning before. And so it will be open for four days and it will close, I believe, at eight o'clock uh, the evening of the 18th. So people can come see everything at the lunch, really pick out what they want if there were any questions. And then after work, they can bid, bid, bid. Um, our software has where you can put in a max bid. So if you can't watch it, the computer will bid for you. If someone else bids, it will bid behind until you tell it to stop. So it's great software. It makes it really easy for bidding. You can do it on your phone, on your computer, really easy. Awesome. Um, and I know it it kind of just happened, but the other sort of major fundraising event is the outdoor concert. Um, 
Yeah, so, good vibrations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we, and that'll be, I know you'll be planning that again for next spring. So we sure uh, will. We're still in the planning stages. So hopefully we'll have some information out in a month or so. Yeah. So just something for folks to be looking forward to for next spring, the, uh, the other major fundraising event for mm-hmm. the support community. Um, Beth, is there anything? I know we've covered a lot. Is there anything we haven't talked about that you want to make sure that we cover? Hey Beth, for that fall luncheon, is oh, you go sorry. to the website to get those to get those tickets? Can our listeners go there to for that information? Yes. So the website, and I'll repeat it one more time, is yep. cancersupportet.org, or they can call 865-546-4661. But we, it's a really easy to purchase your ticket online. And when you purchase it, you can register hand for hand bid at the same time, if that's what how you choose to do it. Or you can give us a call and Renee will get you registered. Um, awesome. Anything else we need to cover, Beth? I think we we got it all. We've covered a lot, but I, I hope your listeners will. Um, I really do hope people will come by and see our space. I hope they'll learn about us. I hope they will refer us to friends, family, colleagues who have cancer. And if this is something they want to support, you know, I certainly welcome them giving me a call and I will personally meet with them, talk with them, um, you know, let them let them know what we're doing and how they can help. Absolutely. And as you said, you know, if, if you're listening and you are facing cancer, um, if you have a loved one who's facing cancer, please reach out to the Cancer Support Community of East Tennessee. The programs and the educational services and the support is is incredible. Um, it was certainly invaluable for me. Um, and I, you know, I can't recommend it enough. So please, please reach out to the cancer support community, support the work of the cancer support community. Um, good things are happening. And it is it is one of the jewels in the crown of East Tennessee that um, mm-hmm. you can't talk about enough. So. Yeah. <laughs> and the statistics are staggering. I mean, you know, one in two men and one in three women will have cancer at some point in their lifetime. So it's really hard to imagine very many people out there who aren't touched by cancer in some way. Absolutely. Well, and like you talked about, not only the ones that are going through it themselves, but all those family members too, who, you know, it affects them just as well. And it gives them a good outlet too to kind of help deal with what their loved ones are going through. Well, that's exactly right. And, you know, Michael, I will say we do have specific, we for just caregivers, we have a caregiver group, for example, you know, we have groups for people with cancer, but also the caregivers. And sometimes the caregivers come without the member who has cancer, but other times, you know, they come together. And so really any, any way that people can benefit from our programs, we want them to. And Beth, programs for kids with cancer as well, right? I mean, no, Michael, it's mostly for children whose parents or parents, that's right. sorry, have, yeah. Yeah, have cancer. So it's really the family members because there are some programs for children, but there are zero programs out there for the children who have a loved one with cancer. So we offer a summer program that we did in July, and we may be bringing back some Saturday programming now that the pandemic has passed. So tell families to keep an eye out. Definitely be looking for that because our kids get hit really hard. And Mm -hmm. a loved one, you know, parent, step parent, grandparent, you know. Mm Beloved aunt or uncle, as the case may be, right, right, is diagnosed. That you know, there, there's a lot, there's a lot to process for everybody, and um, you know, I think 
I know from my own caregivers are exceedingly underappreciated for <laughs> what they go through um, in the cancer journey. You know, as a as a patient, I you know I had one job. My job was to get well, um, but you know Sarah had to work and pay the bills and make sure that I was going to the doctor and doing my treatment as I was supposed, you know, and taking my medicine and making sure I was fed and, you know, all the things. Right. um, It's a huge burden for caregivers. And so if you're a caregiver, take advantage of the support that is available at the cancer support community. I, I, um, yeah, it's, it's important. So, all right. Well, there you go. We'll, <laughs> we will leave it at that. But I do have one question for you, Beth. What brings you joy? What brings me joy? Um, well, every day is a good day at the cancer support community. No matter what bad thing happens or what thing goes amiss or what technology doesn't work, I know that there are a lot of people who are thankful that they had the opportunity to participate. Oh, but I'll also tell you what makes me happier, my two grandchildren. Ah, yes. Cooper and Tucker. So I can't <laughs> not get them in there. Of course. All right. Well, we will leave it at that. Beth Hamill, thank you so much for having this conversation with us today. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. To learn more about any of the topics discussed by our experts, visit www.orau.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at ORAU and on Instagram at ORAU Together. If you like Further Together, the ORAU podcast, we would appreciate you giving us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews will help more people find the podcast.